Hey, this is Richie Norton, and you're listening to The 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Ilunga. This is episode 33, and today we talk about overcome fear, take action, and start something stupid. Here we go. Welcome to The 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what is up? Happy June once again. Yanni Lunga here from 36entrepreneur.net with a new episode of the 36 Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 33. And this episode is really for action takers. So make sure to fasten your seatbelt. If you're out for a walk, make sure to check out the show note page at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 33 because there's going to be many links there, many resources for you that you can download and you can use to follow your dreams. Today we talk about how you can overcome fear, take action and start something stupid. And usually when we think about the word stupid, it has a negative connotation. But as you'll hear during today's episode, it's actually a keyword and stupid is the new smart. So you're going to understand more about that. Before I tell you more about the incredible guest we have joining us today, let's take a quick second and check out today's sponsor. This episode of The 360 Entrepreneur is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash 360entrepreneur to get a free 30-day trial to Audible and access to its catalog of well over 180,000 audiobooks and a free audiobook download of your choice. Once again, that's at audibletrial.com slash 360entrepreneur. Okay, so today we are joined by best-selling author, blogger, speaker, and all-around happy guy, Richie Norton. And Richie joins us today to really push us outside our comfort zone a little bit and to take action and really start something stupid. And we cover so many great things in this episode, you don't want to miss it out. As I said earlier, you're going to find the show notes with free downloads and links to everything Rich and I mentioned at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 33. Let's hear it. Here is Overcome Fear, Take Action and Start Something Stupid with Richie Norton. Hey everybody, today we go all the way to beautiful Hawaii, at least virtually. And today we talk about how to overcome fears and take action. And what an incredible guest, what a cool man we have joining us today. He's the best-selling author of The Power of Starting Something Stupid, How to Crush Fear, Make Dreams Happen, and Live Without Regret, as well as Resumes Are Dead and What to Do About It. He's also a strategic advisor to businesses, organizations, individuals, is an international speaker, is the CEO and founder of Global Consulting Circle, and he's also been featured on places like Forbes, Business Week, Young Entrepreneur, and Huffington Post. I'm so thrilled to welcome on the show, Richie Norton. Hey, Richie, how's it going? Hey, man, thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here. It's going good, going good. Thanks so much for having me on. 
It's my pleasure. And guys, if you've been with me before, you may remember that Richie's name actually popped up before on episode 10, where we talked about how to build a network of long lasting connections with Mark Sievercrop. He mentioned Richie, he mentioned his book, The Power of Starting Something Stupid. And you know, I got so curious, I got so interested in what Richie does and I, I got the book, I read the book, I went over to richinorton.com, obviously, I subscribed to the newsletter, I reached out to Richie and I'm so thrilled to have him here. So Richie, the first question I have to ask you, I'm sure that some of the people are wondering, you know, in your title, you, you kind of talk about stupid. So the power of starting something stupid. And, and <laughs> the first question I have for you is why stupid is the new smart? It's something you talk about in your book. I'm, I'm really curious about that. I'm sure maybe some of the people who are listening to you and I who have maybe read your book, they're also wondering. Yeah, no problem. You know, I actually did a study of success for about six years and tried to realize what made people successful and different, you know, from, from the crowd. And I realized that successful people, they obviously start things. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting was that they didn't just start things. They started things that someone once called stupid or crazy, right? <laughs> right? And so I realized that stupid as the new smart are these things that are unconventional. They're innovative. They're outside the box. Um, let me share with you some, some quick thoughts or quotes. Like, for example, Steve Jobs, he gave a great talk at uh, Stanford, you can find it on YouTube, um, where he talks about you know, his life and why he did what he did. But in the end, he ended with this quote, which is, stay hungry, stay foolish. And, <laughs> and I, he just he hit the nail on the head. You know, Pierre Omidyar, the founder of eBay, he said that when he first started his idea, people told him it was a stupid idea, but then they agreed to come on board. Um, Twitter they said a lot of people thought it sounded stupid. Some of our engineers weren't even interested. You know, I, I had a chance to meet and talk with um, Seth Godin, a, a famous author and mm -hmm. marketer, and he said, everything I do, people think is stupid. And I can go on and on of examples of people like, you know, the Beatles, um, right. Jet, JetBlue Airways, Walt Disney, William Shakespeare. All these individuals, organizations had said they started something that someone once called stupid, but it turned out to be great. So the idea is that sometimes the greatest ideas we have, we're afraid of them. And because we're scared, we label them as, oh, oh that's just a stupid idea. And we, we push mm -hmm. them aside when in reality, it could be the smartest thing you could do. So it may appear to be inherently faulty, but in reality, the idea is in your best interest. And so the, the challenge then is, what is a healthy stupid and what's an unhealthy stupid, <laughs> and, right? And then mm -hmm. we, have to, we have to embrace the healthy stupid and it can change our lives and change the lives of, of others too. And I think that, you know, you, you've written, Richie, you read, uh, recently written a post where you talk about something that I'm sure is going to really help you guys who are listening to Rich and I kind of understanding if the idea you have is an healthy, stupid idea or, or unhealthy. Well, you, you post in your post, you talk about the money versus meaning metrics. And I wanted to ask you if you could share some of your, of the things you discussed there here with us, obviously guys, like all, every episode, you find the links to everything Rich and I talk about in the show notes. And there you talk about four specific, uh, kind of, uh, places now where we can position our ideas so it can be uh, high on money low on meaning and so forth. So can you share a couple of quick thoughts on, on 
how to position our idea com you know in relation to the money versus mini metrics that's a great question so a lot of people they they obviously they want to make a lot of money and and I've interviewed people who are very wealthy uh, but they also hate their hate themselves and they hate their <laughs> life uh, because they're not doing what feeds their soul and and then on the other hand there's people who are very happy um, and they're working on high meaningful projects but they don't have the money to sustain them and support their cause and so they're constantly fighting to figure out how to how to make it sustainable and they keep going back to others to save them to give them the money that they need and they have what's what's created is, is something called mission drift where they have this great mission mm -hmm. of something they want to do but then uh, they're not able to fulfill it because they don't have the means to make it happen so you know both those places are are places we could be but they're not ideal you know and then the, the worst end of the spectrum would be where you're making a little bit of money and you hate your job you know that's where you really don't want to be so where we want to go is is to do activities that are high money making and high meaning making so you want to focus on things that are meaningful to you that feed your soul like I mentioned and help you progress but they're also able to be sustainable and they're able to help you make it so you can stay on target, stay on mission and achieve your goals. Awesome. And so guys, you should really, obviously everybody is different. So what is meaningful to you can be considered maybe not that meaningful for other people. So you should try to position kind of your stupid, healthy idea where, you know, where you is in high on money and high on meaning as Richie just told us. And, in the book, you talk about the TEM gap. So you talk about how it is possible to actually get started with no time, no education and no money. And you mentioned money a moment ago, and I'm sure that some of the people who are listening to you and I, Richie, maybe are thinking, you know, they're maybe a bit skeptical in the sense that they may be thinking, well, Richie, Ian, you talk about how easy it is to start something, but you know, what do I do if I don't have the time, I don't have the the education or I don't have the money. So Rich, what would you tell to those skeptical listeners? Okay, that's a really good question. And I've interviewed hundreds of people and many of them were actually in retirement or approaching retirement. And they had a chance to kind of talk about their life and what worked and what didn't work. And many of them who did not accomplish their dreams or at least the dream they had in mind, they, they said something like this. I waited for a time when I would have more time, more education, more experience, more money to do what I finally wanted to do, only mm -hmm. to find out that when I got there, I still needed more time, more education, more experience, and more money, <laughs> right? And so sometimes we think, you know, we're 25 years old, and then we're going to do the thing we want to do in retirement So you're in, at 65 or something. So you're going you're gonna to wait 40 years right mm -hmm. that's like two generations could could uh could come through you know in in uh in 40 years you know if you're 25 you could be you know having kids you could be you could have grandkids 20 years from now you never know what's going to happen in your life it's just your your life changes so dramatically in that time period so instead of waiting to do that thing you want to do you need to start now so if you don't have time first of all you got to tell yourself that that's not true <laughs> that's actually <laughs> That's actually a lie um, because we all have time. And you can say, oh, well, I work 12 hours a day. I do all this stuff. You legitimately may be very busy, 
but all you truly have is time. There's nothing mm -hmm. else that we have. We all have 24 hours in the day, and it's about prioritizing. That's really what it's all about. You know, if you're if you're riding the bus to and from work, what can you be doing on the bus? You know, if you're in the car, can you be listening to a podcast like this one that's helping you get ideas? You know, if you are sucked into Hulu and Netflix when you get home, what could you be doing otherwise? You know, mm -hmm. you just got to figure it out. I have I have six kids at home and it's wild and crazy. I work from home like I don't have time, you know, but <laughs> but but you make time. And then um, as far as education and experience is concerned, I uh, one time was – uh, approached by Stephen M. R. Covey, who's a, a famous um, author and uh, uh, leadership trainer, and he asked me to do some work with him. And I was very young, in my twenties, and he he said, "You know what? Well, he I said, you know what? How would I be able to teach these things to the gray hairs, to the older people, mm -hmm. to the to the seasoned uh, CEOs?" And he said to me something interesting that I'll never forget. He said, "You know what?" A lot of people say they have 20 years experience when in reality they only have one year's experience repeated 20 times. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's very that's very interesting actually, Rachel. Yeah. So when he said that, it blew my mind. I was like, you know what? You're right. And he wasn't saying that experience isn't important. He's just saying that I can learn. You know, you, you can learn and you can you can work through it. And if you if you seriously don't have the experience or the education or maybe it's a maybe maybe it's something you're doing requires a license or a degree like being a doctor I don't know but even in those cases you can find someone a mentor who has those qualities and those qualifications and those capabilities and you can you can you can connect with them and create a joint venture project to then accomplish these goals and you'll mm -hmm. overcome this learning education you know, curve a lot faster. Um, and then, of course, with money, money is a serious issue. It, it takes money. Uh, you need money to, to, you know, have air conditioning and to have water and to have food and, and let alone go out there and start something stupid, right? So mm -hmm. it's a real issue. But um, if you have money, great. Use it wisely. If you're struggling with the money part, yes, of course, you can get loans which I don't recommend you can use credit cards which I don't necessarily recommend you know you can you can partner with someone which could be great or you can start with what you have <laughs> where where you are and you can grow you can take that big picture dream break it down into smaller more, man, more manageable parts and then build on it like I, I interviewed a lady who is now uh, successful in her business they're doing multi-million dollars a year um, but when she started she didn't have any money to buy her her stuff so her husband was working at a place where they would replace windows and she mm -hmm. went and asked if she could get the scrap metal from the windows they were replacing the aluminum and recycle it she took <laughs> the, she actually recycled aluminum to buy leather to make goods that she would then sell on the internet and then she came across this idea to make moccasins for babies, and people started finding out about it, and celebrities started finding out about it. And she started to grow. She ended up being on Shark Tank. Like all this stuff happened, and now she's making millions of dollars selling moccasins to babies, you know, for babies online. And mm -hmm. she had she had zero dollars. She just hustled. And so with money, you do with what you have, and that's all you can do. And you just have to start 
regardless and build incrementally and then reinvest in yourself. You don't eat your profits. You got to reinvest it to help grow the business. And and Richie, while while you were talking, uh, I remember I remember that Mark, when he was uh, here with us, he, he mentioned something that he he learned from you, and is your idea of projects. So can you can you elaborate more on that with us? Because it was very interesting what what Mark told us that if we think about our ideas as projects, if you know if we kind of fail, we are not actually quitters. We are just moving on, and if the the projects are successful great yeah so if you have an idea it's always just going to be an idea someone might say what are you working on you can go well i have this idea for a book or i have this idea for this business or i have this idea for this nonprofit, or you know that's that's cool but it's not tangible right. and and so if you change it from my book idea to my book project it changes the game because a project means it has a beginning date and an end date mm-hmm. and you're not starting or formalizing some business or doing something you're just basically testing it out and the project can fail and if it does then you can pivot and change or you can just say you know I don't want to do it anymore uh, or if it does succeed then you can turn it into something real so you always want to take the idea turn it into a project so if you want to Let's start a, let's start something simple, a dog walking business. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but but if you want to start a dog walking, it's not you have this idea. No, you have a you have a dog walking project. So you're gonna go find one dog owner who you can walk their dog for them for, you know, ten bucks a, a week or ten bucks an hour or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter what you're charging. You go and get one. As long as you can get one and prove that it works, take money, see the whole thing through from the beginning to end. Then you can scale up to five and ten and twenty and a hundred and and really create a business that's sustainable. That's awesome, Richie. You're really rocking this episode. And guys, if you're enjoying this interview, make sure to give Richie a shout out on Twitter. Let him know that you're listening to him on the Three Six Entrepreneur Podcast. You find him on Twitter at Richie Norton, or perhaps if you're uh, at the gym or you're you're in the bus or you're maybe starting something stupid. Feel free to actually show Richie on Instagram. Is at Richie underscore Norton. Make sure to connect with him and give him a shout out for really being here with us and rocking this episode. And I think that one of the major challenges when it comes to projects to starting actually something stupid is procrastination. And I know that you talk about that in the book as well, Richie. So. What tips do you have for us on how we can overcome <laughs> procrastination? Okay, so like I'm I'm a procrastinator. Many of us are procrastinators. You know, it's 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 a it's a hard habit to overcome and I I started studying procrastination and write about it in my book and I figured out some ways to overcome it. So I'll share that with you, but what you got to understand first is that there's a myth. Some people think that procrastinators are lazy. Um, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, workaholics oftentimes are procrastinators because what they're doing is they're working, working, working on things that are not necessarily important, just things that are urgent. And so they end up wasting their time on things that aren't the priority and they work all day into the night. And at the end of the day, they don't think like they got anything done. Mm-hmm. And that's a form of procrastination. So what the science tells us is that procrastinators are actually addicted to immediacy. 
They mm. want things right now. So when they have a project that will take some time to accomplish something that's important, instead of working on it right now, they put it off and they do things that are less important that will give them gratification in the now. Um, and it's not even things that you necessarily want to do. Like somebody who's putting off doing their taxes will go and wash the dishes, you know, or they'll, mm -hmm. they'll go find some random job. They'll do anything to avoid doing the one thing that they really need to do. And so that's what procrastination is. In fact, it's kind of like when you go to dinner and you order like the, the, the main course meal, but in the meantime, you fill up on the bread or the chips and right. the drinks and the water. That's procrastination. You fill up on the, on the fluff, and then when the main course comes, you just you can't handle it. You know, you just, <laughs> you're full. And so that's why procrastinators miss out on, on accomplishing great goals. So there's a few ways to overcome procrastination. Uh, pro, uh, one way is actually to uh, find an accountability partner where you tell someone what you're going to do and when you're going to do it by, mm -hmm. and you have them hold you accountable. So you check in with them every day or whatever your, your schedule is like, and you let them know how you're doing. Um, another way is to actually plan it out and say, I'm going to hit these goals by these days. So you start with the big goal of it being done, say 30 days, 60 days from now, but then you break it down into many milestones along the ways, and you hit those milestones until you reach that big goal. Um, some people just say, have the big goal, and they wait till the night before it's due to actually do it. You know, kind of like writing mm -hmm. a term paper in college. You know, you don't do it till the night before, <laughs> when when it could have been done a lot earlier had you just written a few pages each day. Um, another way to do it is to make it painful and to make it pleasurable. So you tell yourself, if I don't accomplish the goal. By this day, I will have to do this painful thing, mm -hmm. like like um, donate or give money to a cause that you don't actually believe in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, I really don't want to do that. And then, um, or to make it pleasurable, you know, if I do accomplish this goal, then I'm going to be able to go do this thing, go get donuts, go to the movies, you know, mm -hmm. something you can get immediate gratification for. You could say, I'm going to go on this vacation or this trip. That takes a little more time, and a little more planning. So you want to do something that gives you results immediately. But those are just a few ways to help you overcome procrastination. But it's, it's really a mental game. It's all psychology. And you just have to decide, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it now. Get it done. And stop doing the things that are less important and only work on the things that are important. Richie, you're giving us so much food for thoughts and you're sharing so many valuable and actionable tips. I'm loving this conversation. And before we continue, let's take a quick break to check out today's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash 360entrepreneur to get a free 30-day trial to Audible and its catalog of well over 180,000 audiobooks and to get a free copy of Richie's book, The Power of Starting Something Stupid. If you've enjoyed this conversation, if you want to get a free audiobook copy of Richie's book and a free 30-day trial, take action now. Go to audibletrial.com slash 360entrepreneur. Love it. And you talked, Rich, about the, the, you know, the correlation between procrastination and the mindset. And you also talked about uh, uh, for example, having accountability partners. And I think that actually being in a mastermind, it can be something very, very 
that's very helpful. I'm actually yeah. a part of a mastermind as well where we uh, meet once a, once a month actually uh, online because we are pretty much all over the world and people really get things done, keep each other accountable. So guys, it's something that you should really think about. Try to look for people, like-minded people and try to be part of an accountability group where you provide value, you get value, you get feedback so that you really nail those goals. You start something stupid, you start your projects and you finish your projects. And and Richie, we, we cover quite a lot of ground. We talked about why stupid is the new smart. We talked about where we should position our idea in, in the money versus meaning metrics. You, you share some tips on how to overcome procrastination. We've talked about how to get started even if we have no time, no education and no money. And I wanted to ask you if we could share some tips with us for how to overcome fear. Because I'm sure that with procrastination is one of the biggest challenges that is really, or it's one of the biggest things that are really holding people back from starting something stupid. So yeah, we all face fear. And you know, if you're not afraid, that means you're not pushing the envelope. You're not trying hard enough. We should always be a little scared every day because if we're comfortable, then we can't do what we really want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. our success and our goals are always outside of our comfort zone. So it's totally okay to be to be scared and be afraid. You know, I have a friend who he rides these big, huge 20-foot waves uh, as a surfer, you know, in Hawaii. And, And one time, he got thrown from the wave, and the board came down, hit his leg, and actually chopped his femur in hmm. half. Whoa. And and he um, he was almost about to drown. Somebody saved him, and uh, they put a shiny metal pole on his leg. And you know, after a few weeks, he was better, and he was back out surfing again. And I said, "What? Like, are you crazy? Like, you almost died. Are you seriously back out there surfing again so soon? Aren't you scared?" Mm-hmm. And he and he said, "You know what? We're all scared out there." But we do it because we love it. It's fun, and and you know they, they love the thrill. And so I realized that um, his why for doing what he was doing was bigger than his fear. So his reason for surfing was so much bigger than his fear of even dying that he still did it. And so mm-hmm. I realized that he didn't just fall off that big wave and almost die, you know, you don't you don't start surfing until you know how to swim and then you learn how to ride one foot waves in the whitewash and then and then two foot and then five foot ten foot fifteen foot you know you incrementally build up to those bigger and bigger waves and along the way you're gonna fall and crash and you're gonna get hurt or scared and you're gonna learn as you fall and get up how to overcome that fear so what you want to do to overcome fear um, as it relates to starting a project what you want to do is have that big picture dream, like that big wave, but then break it down into smaller, more manageable parts. Mm-hmm. So you start with one piece, sending that one email, calling that one person, getting that one sale, doing that one thing. And then you build on top of that and take the next step. So every time you go up the ladder, you're not taking a huge leap. You're just going one footstep at a time. And so then you can overcome those baby fears until you work up to the biggest thing that you want to do. So it all starts by doing it incrementally. 
Richie, that's a great golden nugget. And I think that, you know, when you were sharing the story of your friend, uh, the surfer, it really made me think also, for example, about diving. When we dive in the swimming pool that we that we jump, we start from the from the side of the pool and then we go maybe from one meter, then maybe from three meter, five meters. So I loved it how, how, you, how you really said that to really break things down in kind of smaller projects so that we don't kind of face not the, the biggest fear, but we, we face mini fears. Um, again, guys, if you're really enjoying this episode with Richie, as I am, make sure to let him know on Twitter at Richie Norton. And obviously, I know that Richie, you are really for all for uh, uh, people taking action and, you know, just getting started. Obviously, you know, the title of the book <laughs> tells us that. And in the book, you also talk about uh, different actions of the new smart. So what are those actions and, you know, why we should really consider those types of actions when we want to start something stupid? So the five actions of the new smart is basically an acronym I created for the word start, mm -hmm. which is serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. S-T-A-R-T, serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. So if you want to get into a space or meet a certain person or in a different you know, industry, whatever it is you want to do, first you serve those people, you serve that industry, and you do it for free as a way to get to know people and build a network. And as you're serving them, you actually thank the people that you're serving um, you might think, oh, they should be thanking me and I'm doing all this work for them. But in reality, you want to thank them for the opportunity to help you try it out and experience and grow and learn. Mm -hmm. And as you do that, you'll create a relationship of trust. And once you've done that, you can then ask for the help that you need. You can then ask them to pay you for whatever you're trying to do. Some people skip from idea to asking someone and they, they totally miss the whole part about creating that relationship of trust. And if you ask in the wrong way without having built that bridge, you can actually fall on your face because they're going to say no. Mm -hmm. you know. And, and I really believe that every no actually leads you closer to your yes. But when you, when you, what you do is mission match. You make your mission uh, their mission and their mission your mission. When your missions match – they're going to say yes because whatever you're doing is going to help them accomplish their goals and your goals are going to help them accomplish their goals. So it just goes back and forth. So once you've done that, then you can receive the help that you've been needing and then you trust the process. So start with service, serve, think, ask, receive, and trust. And Rich, in terms of ask, do you have in your experience, have you seen something that has worked very well for you in terms of asking? Is it, for example, your email list that you reach out to or people on social media or? Oh, well, it could be anything, you know, like if you are, um, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to start a project. You could ask um, people to fill out a survey that you've put together. You could ask people to share this survey that you've put together to help collect emails and build a list. You could ask your list for help. You know, if you look at the most successful people on social media, they're obviously offering great content all the time. Mm -hmm. But every once in a while, they're asking for help. And people just come out of the woodwork to help them because they've been serving them and thanking them for so long that when they finally ask, they're like, of course I'm going to help you. You've helped me so much. Why wouldn't I help you now? Awesome. So guys, make sure to really provide value, serve people and make sure to ask them in whatever in whatever way is best for you. And I know that Richie to really help you guys get started. He has not only written his best selling book, The Power of Starting Something Stupid, but he also has created 
a free guide that you can use right away to get started and it's called the 76 day challenge a free action guide to make your stupid idea your smart reality so richie i have two questions related to the to your action guide the first is about the 76 i know that there's a, a special meaning for you and i wanted to ask if you want to share that with the listeners of course so you know my uh it's kind of a sad story. My, my brother-in-law, he lived on and off with us for about five years. His name was Gavin. And, um, you know, he's just a really cool guy, always doing cool things for people helping the homeless out, you know, traveling to different countries and building homes. Like just a really genuine down-to-the-earth guy. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unfortunately, one day he just didn't wake up. He, um, he passed away in his sleep at the age of 21. And that experience just crushed us. Like we never expected that to happen. We thought he'd grow old and do the things he wanted to do and, you know, accomplish his dreams. We all think we're going to do that. But for him, that wasn't true. And so it became a super wake up call to us because we realized that life is short. And even though that's cliche, it doesn't make it any less true. Right. So mm-hmm. so we just, we changed our lives and um, thinking that we can't wait till tomorrow. We have to act on our ideas now. So a few short years later, my um, we had our fourth son, and we named him Gavin after my brother-in-law, Gavin. And this little boy brought so much joy into our lives, and he filled the hole that his uncle had left. Um, he Actually, he caught this, this, this cough as a baby, mm-hmm. and um, we thought it would go away. We took him to the doctors. They said he'd be fine. We took him to the doctors again. They thought it might be something called RSV, and they said it would be fine. And one night, it got really bad, and we took him to the emergency room. And we thought we'd be in and out of there real quick, but they ended up admitting us to the hospital, and we were there for quite some time. And it turned out that he had caught he caught something called pertussis, also known as uh, it's a disease called whooping cough, and um, it was just too much on his little body. I I remember the nurse telling us that we needed to stay, you know, one night, and we always Mm -hmm. stayed during during that. We always stayed, but she was kind of saying, you know, this is serious. And there came a point where. He, he just he wasn't going to make it, and they, they took all the tubes and wires off his little body that they were monitoring him with, and um, I rocked him, and, and I handed it to my wife as soon as I could because I wanted her to have you know time with him, and mm-hmm. she, she rocked him, and we, got, we sang him lullabies. I put my hand on his heart, and we just waited for those, those last beats, and um, he passed away, and it's your worst nightmare, right, mm-hmm. as, a, as, a, as a parent. And um, again, our world was just destroyed as we learned that life is so fragile. And so people ask me, what did you learn from this experience, from your brother-in-law passing away, from your son passing away? And what I learned was this. It's um, what I call Gavin's Law, named after them, which is live to start, start to live. Because mm-hmm. when, you li- when you live to start those ideas that are pressing on your mind, you really will start living. And uh, baby Gavin lived for 76 days. And so I created the 76 day challenge in his honor. because re- It's about almost three months. And so I realized that in, about, in that time period, you can really accomplish anything and make any goal happen. And so this uh, free guide will kind of handhold you through the process through 76 days to help you turn your stupid idea into your smart reality. Love it. Richie, thank you for sharing the story with us. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. But, you know, when I read about the significance that he had for you and, and Natalie and, and the family, I, I, I thought that, yeah, I have to ask Richie. And, and guys, you really heard in Richie's word the importance of really 
start uh, leave to start and, and start to leave and if you are if you are decided that you really want to finally take action and get started make sure to go to 360entrepreneur.net slash stupid where you can find the free action guide 70 76 day challenge and richie we are we are in uh, at the beginning of june so summer is almost here and i know that you're you, even though you told us that you're a bit of a procrastinator <laughs> you're you're still very very active and i know that you have just launched your course the mastering the power of starting something stupid the, the master class the online course so can you tell something uh, about it to the listeners because you have provided us with so much value here on this episode you have given us the free action guide but i know that with your course people can really go more in depth and work closer with you yeah if anyone's interested in the course they can just email me at richie at richienorton.com and i'll send them details uh, but it's it's basically how to stop waiting and start living and it's a three-week course with sticks, uh, sticks with six <laughs> steps to turn your stupid idea into your smart reality right now. And it goes through six modules, everything from ideation uh, to turning your idea into a project um, to creating that network you need to to get your project out there, start your business or whatever it is you're trying to do and monetize it. It takes you through the whole process from beginning to end. And it's amazing. It includes amazing bonuses with mastermind calls, um, how to make money with licensing your products to uh, other companies, uh, has has a mastermind group that you get to be a part of. Um, it, it's, just, it's just really – I even do some stuff on uh, a bonus with resumes are dead and what to do about it mm-hmm. on how to um, – you work your way up the career ladder so it's a it's an amazing package um uh very valuable and i'd love to to talk to anyone who's interested in it i'm going to be doing some launches and things like that so i'm not sure if the launch will coordinate at the same time as this podcast but they're welcome to email me at richrichnorton.com and i'll send them some information awesome and guys as i said earlier you find the link to everything and i mean everything rich and i have talked about in this episode you find it in the show notes including is email address so if you want to really get started work on your idea you want to have an accountability group as Richie just told us there is also the mastermind group you can get the free 76 day challenge at 360entrepreneur.net slash stupid you have to make sure to get a a copy of Richie's best-selling book the power of starting something stupid and there is also the the online masterclass Richie Thank you so very much for being here with us, telling us more about all the incredible, stupid things you do. That's <laughs> and, right. And, and for sharing more tips on how to overcome fears and take action. You're very welcome. It was my honor. Thank you very much. Such a privilege to be on your show. Thank you. All righty, everybody, we are back. Richie, thank you so much for really making us understand why stupid is the new smart. Thank you for your incredible book and for all the amazing things you do. I really appreciate you taking time off your day and being here with us. And speaking of incredible things, we mentioned Rich's free resource, the challenge. You find it at 360entrepreneur.net slash stupid. And there is also his course, his new course. You can find more information about it at 360entrepreneur.net slash stupid course. And once again, in case you are at the gym or you're out for a walk, I mentioned a few links. Simply keep in mind this one, 
360entrepreneur.net slash episode 33. There you find the links to everything Rich and I have talked about, we have mentioned in this episode. All right, so I want to take a second just to thank all of you who have been with me episode after episode. I've seen reviews on iTunes especially. Now the podcast is not on iTunes, new and not worthy anymore. But I just want to take a quick second to thank you for your support. I've seen also people very active on social media, especially on Twitter. So thank you so much for being with me week after week. And if you know someone you think could benefit from the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, make sure to share a link with them and help them get things done. Yanni Lunga here. Thank you so much again for being with Rich and I'll be back with you very, very soon with another amazing, stupid episode of the 360 Entrepreneur. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.